Welcome to Heal Thyself. I am Jess Pfeffer, the founder of Real Connection Sofa, and I'm excited to share holistic experts, practitioners, and healers each week with you. They will be sharing their journeys into the health and wellness field and leaving you with tips, tools, and techniques for you to use in your own personal life. Today, we have Jacqueline Burbage, the founder of the In-Body Journey. Welcome, Jax. Thanks, Jess. Mm-hmm. Happy Thank to be so- here. Thank you. Happy to have you here, too. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience a little bit about who you are and what exactly brought you to being a yoga teacher and um, anything more you can share with us about what you've been up to. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, So first, I am a yoga teacher. Yes, I've been certified since 2008. And I'm currently enrolled uh, with the School of Phoenix Rising. It's School for Yoga Therapy. Looking forward to uh, having yoga therapy be my new title or yoga therapist. Um, I've enjoyed being a yoga teacher for the last 13 years, but I believe, you know, we're always evolving, always uh, looking to transform and to grow. So this is my, my growth, I believe. Um, but before yoga teaching and yoga therapy, I had quite a bit of um, experience in hospitality. So I always feel like my dharma has always been to be in service, you know, whether it was um, welcoming a guest at a hotel or helping with marketing and public relations for a hotel or serving a drink at a bar. I just always felt like being in service has been my calling. And this is just another way to be in service to humanity. So um, that's about it regarding yoga and, and hospitality as my background. Mm, that's beautiful. So I love for the audience to know a little bit because when we talk about yoga, a lot of people think about poses and, you know, there's such a variety of yoga. So can you share mm-hmm. a little bit about the yoga you were teaching before and how that's evolved and what exactly is yoga therapy or a little bit more about that? Absolutely. And that's a really great question, actually, because there is this, you know, misunderstanding or it's not really a misconception, but a lot of people would assume uh, that yoga therapy is like physical therapy, right? Because our society says yoga is about poses and stretching and using the body. And then it's pretty, it's common that it's physical therapy. However, my yoga therapy um, that I focus on is not so much the physical aspect of it. It's more about the emotional aspect. So what we say in the school and what I truly believe and look to embody is an offering of space. So safe space where the, the client, the practitioner, you know, the student, however they come to me, have an understanding that like I am just holding and creating this space for them to discover, uncover, peel back, to witness and observe, there's so many words there, um, their own experience, right? So a lot of humans and our society would have us say, you know, go to this person, go to that person, take this medicine, take that supplement. And I'm guilty of it. So I'm not judging it at all. But the idea with yoga therapy that I offer is to go within, right to go inward. And and actually, that's how the in body journey came to be understanding that concept, right. And, and it's more than a concept, it's it's actuality, it's reality, um, I believe. So with that said, the yoga therapy, you know, if it's a one-on-one session, we wouldn't do much talking. 
I would really be supporting them and using their body with silence, with breath, um, you know, with a little bit of supportive dialogue to encourage them to listen to their wisdom, listen to their insight. Because as yogis say, you know, for centuries, we have everything we need inside of us. So that's the yoga therapy that I offer. Um, and when I do teach a yoga class to speak to that, you know, yoga has been around for thousands of years. And the yogis knew what neuroscience and medical research is now the last five, 10 years, like agreeing with, right, that like, we can change our brain, neuroplasticity is a big word, you know, it's a buzzword the last few years, um, the polyvagal theory, the vagus nerve, you know, we all have it, it it's, you know, it's part of our anatomy, but now there's a, a conversation about it. So what I'm understanding is that yoga with the body is intended for healing. So no matter what the yoga looks like, um, the underlying messaging should be, could be, and is, you know, patient, heal thyself, you know, student, heal thyself, human, heal thyself. Um, but we get distracted or we get, you know, disturbed or we react to things or our nervous system is overactive or we've had trauma. You know, there's so many pieces to this conversation. Um, I do want to just kind of end that with a distinction between a yoga class. You know, a lot of people go for the workout. And they might actually leave feeling like they had to work in, right? That's a very cliche phrase that yoga teachers use. You know, it's not so much a workout as it is a work in. And that can be true. You know, somebody who might be open to it um, or practice enough, they might get it. And other people, they may never get it, but they feel something is happening, right? They feel, oh, I just took a yoga class and I don't know what the teacher said or did, but I feel really relaxed, right? So they got something out of it. Um, another person might be like, oh, I haven't felt my muscles this way in a really long time. And, and they got something out of it. And then another person might leave after Shavasana, you know, final resting pose or corpse pose and be transformed. Like, oh, I got to quit my job or I got to divorce my spouse. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just giving like very extreme examples. Um, so those are possible. But as a yoga therapist and in, in yoga therapy, the intention is to, to dig deeper, right? To peel the layers with intention um, and, and to transform your life. So, mm. yeah, I think, yeah. No, is it about like, I think one word comes to mind for me is like that yoga high, like you don't know what mm -hmm. happened, you don't know like what shifted, but you just leave in this kind of space of like, oh, okay, like, I'm so glad I came, you know, I'm so glad I showed Absolutely. up. And mm -hmm. I know for me personally, yoga to me, what I really fell in love with minus all the other stuff that you mentioned, was it's like an hour that I'm not on my phone, that I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, planning, because especially when it's hard, or just sitting, right, sitting is so hard for so many people, including me, mm -hmm. for the meditation aspect that it's like, no, like, I want to check out. But instead, like you said, so beautifully, I love that it is also the work in it's the check in. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. And you mentioned you were in hospitality before. Is there anything mm -hmm. in your life that brought you to realize through yoga or what brought you to yoga? And then even more so diving more into the therapeutic approach? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so many things. Let me see if I could start from the beginning. Well, 
um, in my younger years, um, like many people, I believe, you know, I went through a stint of depression and uh, that depression uh, drew me to, you know, look for a solution, right? Um, thinking that drinking was a problem and I mean, sorry, that a depression was a problem. So I, it led me to drinking and um, like many others, you know, thinking that would ease the pain, uh, help me to avoid, to forget um, and, and that was my, that was my tool. That's all I knew. Right. So the drinking that continued through my early twenties mid and actually late twenties is when I really discovered yoga, uh, when I had, a, um, some time in sobriety and I come to find out that yoga, the true practice of it is medicinal. Like I was already mentioning, right. The healing aspect of it, um, it comes in so many different forms, whether it's moving the body and like you said, that time away from the phone, away from the computer, you know, to, to hear those thoughts and, and not be mad at the thoughts, not, not judge the thoughts. And that's what alcohol helped me do was to quiet those thoughts that made me feel or seem crazy, right? So, so from the drinking and the hospitality that led me to that yoga or, or yoga to me, I feel just showed up, right? I wasn't, I wasn't searching for another solution because the drinking was working obviously to some extent or to some degree. Um, and then I think universe, you know, my belief of creator or source was like, okay, well, here's another solution. And, and this one might work out better for you. And that's mm -hmm. actually what happened. Um, so the drinking um, was definitely temporary. Uh, the sobriety was temporary, but very much needed. I'm very grateful for that. And throughout that time, I, I learned the tools of yoga, of mindfulness, right? And what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is living in the present moment, not thinking about the past with regret or resentment, which I did a lot, not worrying about the future, which is, you know, planning ahead when I have no control over people, places, and things. So if it wasn't for the sobriety, and if it wasn't for the yoga tools, I would have never learned those lessons. Um, so when I did learn the lessons, you know, I took them to heart and I'm not perfect. You know, I like to say that to anyone I, you know, share these conversations with, it's like we're all human and we're having this experience called life. Um, so with the sobriety, the 12 steps and the yoga, I feel like that was my manual for living. When we're not born with a manual to tell you when this happens, this is what you should do. Or if this doesn't happen, then this is the direction you go in. So I don't know about you, Jess, but I didn't get that manual. Nope. So I had to figure it out along the way. And uh, besides the alcohol abuse and the depression, I was diagnosed with ADHD in college. I was misdiagnosed with bipolar, which I was grateful for um, moving through that. And then I got married and divorced. <laughs> so I, I, I think to answer your question, like bringing it all together, the therapy, the therapeutic component of yoga led me to, to understand that I could go through these experiences without falling back to alcohol as a solution, first and foremost, and that it wasn't the end of the world, secondly, right? Because that's huge when we think like, there's this hopelessness and helplessness component of a divorce, you know, of a death, of a relationship, you know, going south. 
et cetera, et cetera, you know, an accident, a disease, cancer, a sickness, you know, all these life situations that could are real for people. And what do we do? You know, we could either retreat, um, be miserable, lock ourselves up in the house, hoping that one day it'll go away, or we could be active in our, in our healing and active and present in life and show up, right? That's what they taught me in, in 12 steps is, you know, just show up. It doesn't matter how you feel, just keep showing up. And although I'm not in the 12-step program anymore, there's a lot, a lot of beautiful cliches that, that gave me, um, it gave me a, a good uh, a view, a positive and a, and a better direction than where I was heading previous to that. Wow, it's such a great way to kind of connect it because it's kind of like I like to bring up that we all find different ways to cope and there's effective coping skills and there's ineffective mm-hmm. coping skills. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think being able to realize that taking a little bit from various things, I think, is that holistic approach. It's finding that balance. It's not being an extreme, but actually picking from each thing and saying, oh, this works for me. Maybe this doesn't, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I think as you have started to develop and I would love to hear more about how the in-body journey came to be. I know you kind of briefly mentioned that, but I am curious of how you came up with that name. And also what does that entail? What are, you know, like I have my four pillars, like are there any sections of the in-body journey and what that looks like? Sure. So as a yoga teacher for years, um, I, I realized hindsight, there's a lot of like messaging that came across my path that, you know, in that moment I wasn't aware of. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that it, you know, the saying everything happens for a reason or, you know, because this happened then this happened. And we later on with hindsight 2020, we get to connect the dots. So that for me was about 18 years ago. The term yoga therapist was brought somewhere to my attention. And at that time I was living in San Diego. There was one school that I learned of at the time um, that was in L.A. And that was it. I dropped it. I didn't think anything much of it. Fast forward to my second time living in California, which was most recently in 2018, I did prison yoga project and I was training with trauma-informed programs and nonprofits such as Connected Warriors. So I really feel like because of my life experiences with the depression, with the alcohol dependency, with the divorce I also owned a small business and co-owned it, et cetera. And um, I realized that there was a lot of a lot of sad people in this world, right? And a lot of people, like you said, that don't have those effective coping skills. And back to me being in service. So when I was in California, Prison Yoga Project, Connected Warriors, I volunteered uh, to teach yoga for vets which has, uh, was a gift as well at that time. And I was just about to start in the prison before, before 2020, and then that happened. So I never really had an opportunity, unfortunately, to do that. When I was home at the beginning of 2020, like everyone else, not knowing what was gonna happen with the world and, and how long we were gonna be quarantined and staying home, I was in the process of moving. And all these you know, moving parts are happening. You know, What's happening outside the world? got to stay home. I want to teach yoga. I want to serve a purpose. I, I want to heal and help and da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden I was in a meditation and I was practicing all at home and zoom and 
taking all these people's classes and literally the words in body journey just came to me. And at that moment, I realized that I wanted to continue searching the yoga therapy schooling, which I did. Um, and then I realized that I've talked often in my last 12, 15 years that life is a journey, right? Life is a journey. And that very famous cliche, it's not a, about the destination, it's about the journey. And I really think that I had these subliminal and unconscious like awareness to that. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, my body is a vessel. And I've spoken to that in my yoga classes, right? Like this body is a vehicle to get me from point A to point B, physically, literally, and also, you know, figuratively. And I realized that the inward journey is what I discovered that yoga did for me. And instead of calling it the inward journey, uh, because it's an embodiment practice, it's about being present in the body, being present in this vessel, being present, you know, to drive this vehicle, so to speak, the embodied journey just made sense. Um, yeah, using the body to go inward uh, is, is the underlying um, premise. And then the pillars are using yoga traditions and history and philosophy, meditation, mindfulness with weaving the embodiment or somatic practice. You know, we can take medications, use alcohol, drugs, shopping, you know, sex, all the things to take us out of our body. But this work is like, no, don't leave your body. Don't come out of the experience. Lean into the experience. Dive deep into the experience. Like feel what's happening. Notice what's happening. Are you holding your breath? Are you breathing shallow? Are you breathing deep? Is your body going through anxiety right now? Is your body elated and content? I mean, there's just so much in the body that if we keep avoiding it, we don't, we don't know the truth. We don't, we don't know the truth. And the truth is always there. Well, since I'm so lucky that you are in South Florida and I've been able to take your <laughs> classes, I know you have <laughs> mentioned sometimes, and I would love to hear a little bit about when you say about the edge, what exactly mm. is the edge and how mm. is that relatable to <laughs> us being mindful? Yeah. Um, oh, so the edge is a term, you know, we use in even a yoga asana class, a class that just is practices focused on the body movement and postures. It's that place where we use the, the Goldilocks theory, you know, it's not too much, it's not too little. It's the place where you almost want to turn back from. It's that place where something is happening and you don't know what it is. You can make a decision to get out of it, which I just spoke to avoiding, right? Or you could kind of be curious and explore, like, what is this about? What is this saying? What is this telling me? What can I learn at the edge. So for me, in a yoga therapy practice, in a session, or even in a group class, it's encouraging, like, what are your tendencies? Notice, do you tend to avoid? Do you tend to ignore? You know, or, or can you accept it? Can you engage? Can you embrace? 
And then what does embracing look like for you? Is it a soft embrace? Like, are you holding on with a really tight grip? Another thing from 12 steps is like that white knuckling. And they say, just show up. Sometimes there are people really suffering and struggling from detox and or not wanting to be there. They want to run out, get a drink or hit or whatever their you know drug of choice was and white knuckling. They're literally holding on for dear life. And that might show up in a yoga practice. So can do you want to continue holding on and white knuckling it? Like, how does that feel in your body? Or can you soften? Can you soften the grip a little bit and, and lessen the load and, and move from anxiety and overactive, you know, um, tendencies to subtle, subtleness and just, and softer. And I just love that word soft and softening. You know, um, we create tension in our bodies from our mind, just like Buddhism teaches us, you know, suffering, it, it's a, it really is a choice. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Yeah, speaking of um, those tools, one thing I also yeah. wanted to ask is, um, do you have any self-care tools or daily routines or even non-negotiables that make sure that you are doing the things for jacks and jacks only? Yes, I will. I go back and forth. It's very much a roller coaster, especially these days. I'm sure people can relate to that. You know, I try, I try, I don't like to use the word try, but I often uh, will give myself space and time in the morning if I don't have to rush off to any appointments or to a work thing where I just sit by my altar, whether I put a timer on, it can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes. I might do a tapping solution uh, session, depending on what's coming up for me stomach issues or anxiety or breathing. And I like the tapping solution. So definitely one or two of those. And lately it's been my angel cards and lighting a candle and just, you know, just being in my space, my sacred space, my sacred time before I need to engage in the world. Um, so that would be a tool, you know, or tip. It's like, make your own space. Um, lot, three days ago, I took a bath first thing in the morning. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone taking a bath first thing in the morning. So it might not look the same, but I just know that every morning I'm taking time out for me before mm. I give me I, to other people. I, auto I automatically thought like, okay, you still take a shower. You're just saying you took a bath, yeah. which is a little I bit I took different. a bath. Okay. Yeah, totally. you know, okay. Not that there's anything like, wrong with skipping showers, but I'm mean, <laughs> making sure we all know it was the first time you took a bath ever. Um, no, so that's a great first so you, thing in the morning. Yeah. You, you mentioned about tapping solution. What is that exactly? That might be good for the audience to try out. Oh, for sure. The app so the tapping website. Yeah, it is an app, The Tapping Solution. You can look it up. Um, Nick Ortner and his sister, I forgot her name. They're not the creators of it, but they definitely made it popular and uh, world known now. Uh, the idea is that we have these uh, access points or meridians. Um, and when we tap onto them and they guide you through it in a sequence, you start off with the negative thinking. Like what's happening right now? Oh, my stomach hurts. Like it sucks. My stomach hurts. And then a positive, so you flip the script. It's all about flipping the script, you know, because like I said, our thoughts create that tension, our thoughts create the suffering. So it's really quite a beautiful practice. I find it to be very helpful. And I know dozens of people that believe in that as well. And um, yeah, the tapping solution. Perfect. Uh, EFT, and... emotional freedom technique also. 
Do you have any um, classes or workshops or anything coming up that you can share with the audience? Yes, thank you. Uh, so you could find these online. Uh, my website is theinbodyjourney.com and it's I-N body. One coming up September 17th will be local in Delray Beach, Florida at Aloft. It's a boutique hotel and you could find the tickets on Real Connections sofla.com it'll be an embodiment practice to what i spoke about with a lovely lovely beautiful practitioner local as well uh, jess be inspired she'll be offering some sound healing to complement the experience and then a little further down the road is a retreat i'm excited about in the galapagos islands so Galapagos Islands is just off of uh, Ecuador, so in South America, and it'll be a seven-day retreat. I'll have that up on my website in the next week. So I'd love to see you if you're local in Delray or like to travel. We've been itching to get out of the country. Galapagos is known as the enchanted land um, since pretty much it was discovered. It's pretty magical mm. and mystical. Mm -hmm. Cool. I can't wait to learn more about that. Um, well, thank you so much, Jax, for joining us. And for all those that are listening, if you like this episode and you want to hear more like them, please like this, follow and share. Thank you again. Until next time, wishing you all good health, lots of love and happiness. Thank you.